Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, Richmond's home for the Washington Commanders. Every game can be heard here in Richmond on 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, or available here in RVA on the Odyssey app. Download it today for free, and you can always hear the sports junkies on the Odyssey app Monday through Friday from 6 to 10 a.m. And joining us right now from the junks on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline, it's J.P. Flame. What's going on, J.P.? What's up, Adam? I- I'm learning, J.P., that you can do a successful radio show without talking about a successful football team. Our phones were lit up on Friday after Thursday night's disaster. Yeah, a lot of disappointment, especially when you think about the Eagles game. You know, we had a lot of fun with the term moral victory, but they were so competitive in that Eagles game. It was winnable. Maybe if Ron Rivera goes for two instead of kicks the extra point, they win that game. And to have the game five days later be such a disappointment, fans were angry. And, you know, all the excitement after the 2-0 and start, it's gone. It is gone, and the thing that frustrated me the most was Ron Rivera telling the reporter that he had nothing to say at halftime, and so, you know, I just don't understand. What is he being paid to do? Because he's not inspiring people, his draft picks aren't hitting, he really can't evaluate talent because he's going out and telling Albert Breer he should have played Sam Howell last year. What is Ron Rivera being paid to do that he does successfully? Well, we talked about it throughout the show today, whether he's checked out or not. I go back to last year. The guy didn't even know his team was eliminated from the playoffs when they were eliminated. And then, you know what, a lot of people worry about his demeanor and whether he's saying something at halftime. The one thing I will say, they responded in the third quarter. They won that quarter 11-0. They got back in the game on Thursday night against the Bears, whether or not he spoke at halftime. But I go back to last year. Cleveland game. It's a must-win game, critical decision. He chooses to go back to Carson Wentz. That falls flat on his face. Then he doesn't even know that the team's eliminated. Then his initial instinct was, we're going to play Taylor Heineke. Until Heineke goes to the staff and says, why don't you play the kid, they knew nothing about whether Sam Howell was a player or not. And he was almost surprised by it. So I haven't been a fan of Ron for a couple of seasons now, and this season right now is trending in the wrong direction, obviously. And who knows whether the Josh Harris would be impulsive and make a move, but they have to win this game. Look, they're still in it at 2-3. and three. If you've been Atlanta, you're 500. You still have plenty of time to earn a wild-card berth. It's J.P. Flame with us here on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. I found it interesting that Jonathan Allen told you guys yesterday on the Junkies that Chase Young was one of the guys that spoke up at halftime. He might be the one bright spot on a terrible defense. you got to like what you've seen from Chase Young. Yeah, it's weird, though. Individually, especially when you look at some of the analytics, He's amongst the top pass rushers in the NFL in win rate and all of these crazy analytics, and yet the team has given up 30 points a game. So it's kind of hard to marry the two. We expected, hey, add Chase Young if he's effective to this defense, and the defense is going to be phenomenal. And instead, you have a team that's given up 32 points a game, 31st in the NFL. Nobody, nobody would have predicted that. JP, so it's probably hard to argue in the NFC that there's anybody better right now than the San Francisco 49ers or the Philadelphia Eagles, and those teams will match up against each other on December 3rd. But if they played each other right now, who do you think wins? I lean on San Francisco. Their offense is humming. Brock Purdy 
through four touchdowns in this last game, but he doesn't have an interception. He's almost – I've likened him to a point guard who has three really good shooters. <laughs> he just kind of has to spread it out. And he's got a great play caller in Kyle Shanahan. The defense is stout. We saw what they did against the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday night. You know, when we talk about Chase Young and some of the guys here on the Commanders, they never end up with 18 and a half sacks. I believe that's what Nick Bose ended up with last year. Now, this year he's off to a slow start in terms of sacks, but they got a premier pass rusher, really good players on every level of defense. So I would lean towards San Francisco right now, and they might have been in the Super Bowl but for Brock Purdy injury last season. Yeah, no, totally agree there. Over to the AFC. To me, it feels like your top dogs are pretty obvious. You got the Chiefs, the Bills, the Dolphins. I like the Ravens. The Bengals are looking better. Jacksonville, I mean, there's maybe one more wild card spot open, but I mean, that's it basically in the AFC. Those are your teams competing uh, to make it to the Super Bowl. Well, there are a bunch of teams going to be competing in the AFC North. Like right now, you got the Steelers and Ravens at three and two. You mentioned the Bengals are two and three. Bengals, I mean, the uh, Browns. Didn't play this week. You know, we'll see how that ends up. But, yeah, at the top, you got to start with the Chiefs. And then this week, you would say the Dolphins. But a week ago, you would have said the Bills because they smashed the Dolphins. And then Jacksonville's won two in a row. So, But, look, the Chiefs are the top dogs. They have the best quarterback. Until somebody knocks them off, you got to go with the Chiefs as the favorite in the AFC. JP, we've been doing an Odyssey NFL Survivor Pool here in Richmond. We've got about uh, – 20 of the people in the building to participate. It's been a ton of fun. Have you looked at this Sunday slate yet? Do you have any idea of a lock for this weekend? I remember looking at it, and there are a couple of obvious ones. I don't have the schedule in front of me. Who are you thinking about? Well, uh, I, I haven't really looked at it much. I, um, you know, you get the 49ers against the Browns. I haven't used the 49ers yet. I've been going with any team that plays against the Panthers. That's the Dolphins this weekend, but I've already used the Dolphins. That seems like a, a lock there. And, and then there's a few other if you interesting bet games. against the Giants, you're in good shape. I forget who the Giants have. Yeah, the Giants have the Bills. A good play. That's a great point. Sunday Night Football, Giants-Bills. Yeah, I think that that's a, a, a lock it up. The Bills have the bounce back. And the Giants, look, maybe they get Saquon Barkley back, and that would boost their offense. But right now, they're an inept offense. You know, I, I did my JPPP today. Yeah. And the way that I kind of come up with where the commanders fall is I just say, well, what are the teams that are definitely worse? The Giants are one of those teams. <laughs> hey, JP, I don't know if you've ever heard, but we've been doing a new segment on Fridays uh, presented by Don't Sleep Energy. Don't sleep on these picks with the donks behind the glass, JP, uh, not JP, uh, Draven Valdez. And, and I told Valdez, I was upset. My sports tilt of the week last week was that Drab is letting Kevin McCarthy give his football take on the fan now. I would have, you know, done so many crazy things to give my football take on the junkies. Now you're letting this nerd talk NFL. It's driving me crazy. Well, the one thing I'll say is Kevin's been doing movie reviews on our show for 15, 16 years. And before AWOD became the show punching bag, <laughs> it was Kevin McCarthy. In fact, one time we did a sports challenge where we sent him out to a local park because we grilled him all the time. We uh, hit some grounders to see if he could field them, threw the ball <laughs> at him, had him throw a football, had him shoot the basketball, which was all to mock him. And then over the course of our show – We've basically mocked his lack of sports knowledge for years and years. And for whatever reason, in the last year, he's taken an interest. So 
We've let it let, we've let it kind of invade the movie reviews from yeah. time to time with his takes, but usually they're very idiotic. And we mostly are doing it in a mocking manner. Yeah, I know, I know. I just lost it when he started supporting Zach Wilson. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Guy's no, terrible. He probably doesn't know the difference between Zach Wilson and Garrett Wilson. <laughs> hey, JP, one more thing with the commanders here. Are you thinking at all that was is Jahan Dotson maybe overrated? It feels like he's just not showing up this year. He did have the one catch to send it to overtime against the Eagles, and maybe he's been dealing with a bit of an ankle injury. But I'm not seeing him get open like he did last season. Yeah, it's really tough to tell um, when, number one, you got a young quarterback who holds on to the ball long. Number two, you got an offensive line that's inept. All the things that we're talking about on our show, I know that you're talking about on your show. So, you know, you've seen Terry McLaurin, his production down. He's spiked up a couple of times. It's really tough to tell. I don't think he's under-talented or overvalued, however you want to say it. I just think that the quarterback has been getting the ball for a variety of reasons. That's J.P. Flynn. Follow him on social media at GlassJoeJP. Thanks a lot, dude. All right, Adam. Keep thriving. Thanks, man. You're listening to AWOD Radio on The Fan. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. I'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. It is not summer anymore, Stubb. I mean, the weather is getting cold already here in Richmond. I'm going to say it's officially sweater season. Time to go out in hoodies. No more shorts. No more shorts. I was cold this morning when I was yeah. getting up and getting ready for work, man. I'm, I maybe wear shorts a little past the point where you're supposed to. I'm one of those one of those white guys. <laughs> I love wearing hoodies. So I, I love hoodie season. Uh, it's just, you know what it is? It's also layers season. You yeah. know, because sometimes you wear a hoodie and then you get hot and you take it off. And so it's always nice to have an extra hoodie in my car. We've got some extra clothes in the studio here. Uh, I've found an extra Sports Junkies t-shirt, a uh, little uh, barstool shirt in case anyone gets cold. You can always grab from that. But... Uh, Wanted to mix it up real quick here and do an, an impromptu dude food here on AWOD Radio. Dude food. We're not responsible for the content of this program or anything we say when we're really hungry. Where's my food? Dude, where's my food? food? The most delicious food you've ever tasted. Yes. How can he piss off a flip-flop? <laughs> he loves food. Dude food. So I understand this is a story that went viral a few days ago, but of course we were diving into the commander's loss and more stuff around the NFL. Uh, But don't worry, Al Michaels, we're going to get to you here. Uh, So let me start by saying this, Stubb. I have been a huge Al Michaels fan. I've read his book. I I think he's one of the greatest American sportscasters of all time. He can do every sport, and and he's worked for NBC. He's a huge fan of radio also. He was friends with Howard Stern. Um, He's got a great story in the book about how he used to play tennis with O.J. Simpson. I mean, it's just he's lived an incredible life. He's 78 years old now, all right? And he still works as a sportscaster doing play-by-play for Thursday Night Football on Amazon Prime and so a, a ton of other stuff as well. And he revealed... Something very interesting in an interview over the weekend. Let's roll the clip. Is it true that you have never knowingly eaten a vegetable in your life? That is true. 
That is true. I was born when my parents were 18 and my mother hadn't even read Dr. Spock at that point. So she just let me have the, the, the run of the, uh, of the course. And uh, I always push the vegetables away. To this day, no. And I guess what I've proven, Chris, is that man does not need vegetables to survive. But is it, is it just possible that you would like, I'm thinking of one of the more non-objectionable vegetables, a carrot? Oh, please. please. <laughs> a carrot? That's the best no, part. Ca- no, that's an objectionable vegetable. I mean, I was, really? What? I mean, how would you know? You've never tasted it. I look at it. I just don't even like the look of it. <laughs> And I surmise what it might taste like in terms of the texture of it. I think a lot of it probably has to do with, it just doesn't look like something that would go down well. <laughs> it's an unbelievable interview. Stubb, what was your biggest takeaway from that? Like, so I can't much. believe it. There's so much to take there's away. So much, like, the, he doesn't think carrots taste good. Carrots are delightful. Well, he, he doesn't know. Right. He's never he even did. tried. He's never even attempted. Talk about someone just getting away with everything. Yeah. I, the, the opening where he says knowingly eating a vegetable. You got to wonder if maybe maybe his wife has been slipping vegetables into his meals for years. Right. Like, does he eat chili? Like, because there's beans in there. Does he count beans? I don't know. I, I'm, does he count sweet potatoes? Does he count regular potatoes? Is he avoiding French fries? He definitely doesn't count potatoes. Yeah. There's, spinach. He's probably never had spinach. Broccoli. You know what is a great vegetable that people sleep on? And that's peas. I, oh, yeah. I love, love a, a good pea. pea. Right? Especially in like a chicken pot pie. Yeah. That's oh, the yeah. thing is that I think that meats taste better with the right vegetable yeah. with them. And that's where he's missing out. All he's eating is red meat. And here's the thing. Other thing. He's 78 years old now. And like I said, I loved him for a long time. I also think he's lost his fastball. It he- is not a good Thursday night football broadcast on Amazon mm-hmm. Prime. Pr- part of it's because Prime has an issue with their frames per second. So the game always looks de- uh, delayed and lagged. And second thing is... He's not a good pairing with Kirk Herbstreit. Kirk Herbstreit's like 36, and he's double his age at 78 years old. It's like the old guy and his young best friend, right? He, he didn't look unhealthy for a 78-year-old. No, I, no, no. I, I watched the, the video. He looked fine. He looks fine. Which, I think he's losing it with his voice a little bit. I don't know. He's still much better than me as a broadcaster, uh, but... I just think it's so interesting that he's been avoiding vegetables for 78 years. And I think I really latched on to non-objectionable vegetables. Like, what what could that even mean? Yeah, like- I don't know. <laughs> I just love the one what that they call that was carrot. And it's like, dude, carrots are great. Yeah. That's it- a good snack food with a little peanut butter. Oh, I ranch it up. Oh, you ranch it up? I ranch of course it up. you do. Of course <laughs> you do. All right, another story I wanted to bring up on Dude Food here today is it's so frustrating as a millennial that all it takes now is for a TikTok to get a bunch of views for you to go viral. And so now there's this McDonald's hash brown hack that's taking over the internet. And it feels so stupid because I've been doing this for years, if not a decade, going to McDonald's. Here's the hack, all right? It's received 77,000 views on TikTok. And so basically, you order two hash browns, an egg McMuffin, you get rid of the muffin, and you use the hash browns as the bun. That's so obvious. I've been doing that for years. I mean, I, I love a McMuffin, though. Yeah, so I, feel like I have you're... no problem with that. You know what's better than a McMuffin, though, is the McGriddle. The pancake yeah. sandwich is yeah. the ultimate. That's or tough. I've gone out to restaurants before, gotten a breakfast sandwich and a waffle, used the waffle as the bread. It's, what? What's so frustrating is these damn Gen Zers think that they're inventing <laughs> things that have been around for decades. You got a Zoomer in the office, Adam. 
I know. So do you think this is this blowing your mind? Is it no. a game changer no. that you're going to have for breakfast tomorrow? That's what they're calling it. They're saying this is the ultimate game changer. Order the egg and bacon separately and as individual items. And they're saying this is the breakfast of the future. Are you kidding me? Throwing a hash brown in a McGriddle. That sounds interesting to me. I've done that for decades. That's the thing, is these damn Gen Zers think that they're inventing things that have been around for years just because they posted on TikTok. You know, you're getting all these new songs and, and they're reusing videos from 10 years ago, but it goes with a new trend. I, you know what? I think I just hate TikTok. I'm so out on the talk. It's, it's not been good to me recently. That you can like sell things on it now, oh, and gosh. every single video is someone trying to sell some pajamas for five dollars, and it's these like fake little captions like "You gotta get these for your girlfriend." It, <laughs> it pisses me off. The thing that drives me crazy now is I feel like I'm seeing clips of streamers, and I hate streamers. And yeah. it just feels so boring. It's so close to your job. Well, yeah, except for it <laughs> takes no talent to stream. They're just turning on their computer and eating breakfast. And they're getting That's thousands bad. and thousands of views. I can't stand Kai Kinnett and all these stupid streamers that are that are millionaires now. They're millionaires. Who? I? How many minutes do you spend on Twitch? Oh, I don't. Oh, thank goodness. Maybe, like, I, I used to watch some, like, competitions and stuff but that that'd be it you know what i'm gonna say this about you and, and this i mean this with all due respect all right stub we've known each other what a month now two a month months and a half you're an old soul you're an old soul <laughs> you, you know you could pass for 32 you really I get could. that so often really yeah <laughs> like, so you don't remind when i call out Gen ears i'm not really calling out you i'm probably calling out your roommate <laughs> with his damn ice cream i mean he what does is love it? his Does he come cream. back with any new flavors recently he put ramen on the whiteboard as, as, as a potential some... ice cream flavor. What? And I said, no. Dude, we, we need to have an intervention with this guy. I, <laughs> I can get him to call in. <laughs> Please, just tell him, stick with the basics. St chocolate, strawberry, vanilla. And we can reach out a little bit. I, I like Ramen a, ice cream? I, dude, he, he he's blowing my mind. <laughs> my God, what kind of drugs are going on in your household? <laughs> it's unbelievable. Send it over to me. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Did we miss any big stories on Dude Food? Was there anything local that came out? Nothing local. About Richmond? I, I mean, I did see that there's going to be uh, a new food center called Scott's Walk. Oh, I saw that. Did you hear about that? that? Yeah. It's, it's across just... from the Diamond, but it's going to have the most basic yeah, places Starbucks, ever. Starbucks, Chipotle. Starbucks, Chipotle, nothing, Raisin Canes. Yeah, nothing out of... Right. What happened it, to the mom and pop shops? Don't they, they were, realize that that runs Richmond? There were two... But they didn't seem that, yeah. yeah. I haven't had Chipotle in a long time. I don't know when I'll be going back. I'm, I have no interest in it. I've got Don't Look Back. I've got Ensu Boca. I've got Blue Habanera. I'd rather go to a Richmond place than Chipotle. I, I want you to know I just got a text from my roommate that says, damn. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't like the shout outs. I... <laughs> Stubb and his roommate running the show here. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD on The Fan. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Phone lines are open if you want to chime in. 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. You guys know I talk a lot about D.C. sports, but then when the calendar turns to October and November, we dedicate a ton of segments on this show to VCU basketball. I'm a diehard VCU basketball fan. Went to VCU right after the Final Four. 
and uh, watch that team have a ton of success with Shaka Smart to Will Wade to Coach Rhodes. And this year we begin the Ryan Odom era. And joining us right now on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline, the play-by-play voice of the VCU Rams, it's Robbie Robinson. What's going on, Robbie? Hey, Wad. It's basketball season. It's great to be on with you, man. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. We're, we're back here. We're rolling. The, the show's been on fire today, so much so that we had to call the fire department for about 15 minutes, but we're back. We're live and we're local here, and we got the black and gold game coming up this Saturday. Yeah, 3 o'clock is when the doors open. Uh, 4 o'clock is when our women's team will have a scrimmage. They'll play a couple 10-minute halves, I think, and then the men's team will come on right after that. And they'll play a couple 15-minute halves. So it should be a good probably hour and a half of pure basketball watching Beth O'Boyle's team play. And then we get to see Ryan Odom's squad for the first time in person on Saturday afternoon right here at the Siegel Center. Absolutely. And I should all uh, let all my listeners know that your October Odom Hour Coaches Radio Show is this Thursday, 6 p.m. at the Rusty Taco in Short Pump. What's it been like hanging out with Ryan Odom? Have you gotten to know him a little bit? A little bit. You know, they've been so busy, Adam. I mean, seriously, they have... Since the moment that he got hired, I guess it was in April, he has hit the ground absolutely, not just running, but sprinting. So, yes, we've had three or four of our coaches' shows. We have about one a month, so I think we've had four, maybe five. Uh, I've done a couple of events with him where I've been able to interview him and talk to him in front of corporate groups and fan groups and things like that. He's great. Like, he's sensational. He's a super laid-back guy. He's very introspective. Uh, very smart. I mean, Ryan Odom is quick-witted and very smart, experienced. You know, he's a he's a head basketball coach. That he, He's been at UMBC. He's been at Utah State. He's been around the game for his entire life. You know, his mm-hmm. dad was Dave Odom, so his dad was an assistant at Virginia, and that's well documented, and then recruited and coached Tim Duncan. And then was it, you know, you forget, Dave Odom was at South Carolina for a long time. So, you know, that was all during Ryan Odom's formative years as a coach so he's just he's just a really good laid-back super friendly guy easy to work with and and he's really falling in love with Richmond Virginia you just get the sense whenever I talk to him he's just so enthusiastic about the city and the program and just optimistic about all the things that are in front of us and of course Ryan Odom brought a few of his ballers with him uh, including Sean Barstow and Max Sholga who were named captains and also Zeb Jackson what do you make of the three captains named for VCU's 2023-2024 basketball team I think well Zeb Jackson has proven to be just just a phenomenal human being the more we get to know him and we got to know him a little bit last year and I think he was getting to know Richmond he had just transferred from Michigan so I think whenever you transfer in there's a there's a time frame Adam that you're you're really learning what it's like to be a part of this program. You're just at a program. You're at Michigan and you're playing in the Big Ten, and now boom, you're at this you know frothy fan base that is VCU. But you know, once the season is ended, uh, and he's really he was you know one of the only guys that stuck around after Coach Rhodes went to Penn State. He has developed in just this unbelievable ambassador of VCU basketball. So for him to be a captain is no surprise at all. You know, Shulga and Barristow, I think, has a lot to do with what Coach Odom knows they bring to the table. I mean, he's had him for a couple years at Utah State. He's very well, uh, well-versed in their games. He knows what they bring from an attitude standpoint, from a personality standpoint. It's not something we as fans have seen a whole lot of because we haven't seen him play a whole lot, and definitely not in person. So, Adam, I think those two guys, by just the function of – 
of knowing and familiarity with Coach Coach Odom are the reasons they got chosen to be captains. And you know, Coach Odom's so smart; he knows exactly what's going on with this team. He knows what's going to make this team click. They've been studying it now for months. So it, you have to just lean in and know that those are the two guys, along with Zeb, that are best for that position. It's something you know, too. This is something he told me. We'll talk about this probably in the coaches' show on Thursday. Uh, that he's big on captains. Like that's, and I, you know, I don't, I don't really remember in the past. 15 years of Shaka and Will Wade and Coach Rhodes being big captains guys. You probably had that de facto team leader. But Coach Odom likes to name captains, and these are my guys. And I don't know if they're going to have a C on their jersey or not. Probably not, but I think that they would if they could. And, and that's that's a big thing in his program is who has named the captains of the program. Yeah, and I think it's really important when you're putting together a roster with a bunch of new names and new faces, and they got to get to get to know each other. You want a leader uh, to be able to lead these guys, and there's a lot of young guys on this team as well as from some transfer portal projects. So trying to bring everyone together, it's going to be important to have your captains, your leaders. One guy that I'm really looking forward to watching this season's the local kid from Verina, Fats Billups, who had his freshman season derailed a little bit uh, with an injury. Uh, but talk to my audience a little bit about the type of baller that you think Fats Billups is. Well, Coach Odom will tell you that he has been really good in practice and that for a, the first couple weeks when Coach was here and he was working him out over the Basketball Development Center, they were a little concerned that just the speed of the game was just too quick for Fats. But they said he has picked it up immensely since midsummer and has been a real force on this floor for VCU. And I think he can shoot it. He can just, you know, he can distribute the basketball. He can handle the basketball. We saw that at Verina when they won the state championship here at the Seagull Center. And I think we'll see a lot more of that this year. Of course, it's a thinner team. You know, we're not quite as deep. We, you know, we'd lost a guy that had, had committed here and went back overseas. And, and so I think, I think Fats is going to get his opportunity for sure. It's, it's a deep team, though, in terms of just, I think, equalized talent. You know, Adam, like, I don't think we have, like, three phenomenal guys and the rest of the guys are you know, behind them. I think one through ten, it's really hard to pick out who the main you know, stud of this team is. Now, that'll probably come to the surface. It always does during the year. But I think right now, if you were to ask Coach Odom, he probably has a sense of who the starting five is, but it's not something that's set in stone. And that's where Fats, I think, can really that's where Fats, I think, can really make his way into this lineup because I don't feel like from him to go from wherever he is right now to a starter or at least one of the first off the bench is a far valley for him. You know, it's not a it's not a far delta for Fats to get there, and I think he's got the game to do so. Robbie Robinson, play-by-play voice of the VCU Rams, here with us on 910 The Fan. And, and Robbie, it's going to be an exciting season. It's going to be an interesting season also because a a lot of the fan base, they might recognize more people on the sidelines than on the court with Darius Theus returning, Bradford Burgess, uh, Coach Roos there as well. I I think Ryan Odom did a really good job uh, bringing in the staff that he chose. Well, I mean, I said it just a couple minutes ago. He's smart. He's a super smart guy, and he knows what – it takes to win in programs. And he had to build something at UMBC and he had to keep something going at Utah state. So his conversation with Darius Theus was quick when he got here. And I think he opened the door for Darius because Darius had been an assistant at Siena on the road recruiting and word had gotten out in the college basketball circles. that He was really good at it. So it was not a hard decision. I think for Ryan to go get Darius and bring him back here. And it probably wasn't a hard decision for Darius who grew up in Virginia beach and played basketball in high school down the street in the Tidewater area to come back. 
the Burgess, the Burgess hire was another good one. Bradford was with the Chicago Bulls. He was working his way up the ladder in that professional organization. But as you know, I mean, you've seen the sidelines, Adam, of NBA games. There's like 30 assistant coaches in the NBA, and I'm pretty sure that Bradford was doing a good job making his way up that ladder. But it was a long ladder. Like, there was a lot of rungs on that ladder. So all of a sudden, he makes the jump here, and he's a basketball player development guy, which means he's involved with the players a lot. He works the players out a lot. He has a lot of conversations. He gets the temperature of the team. I think when things start to bubble up, Bradford and Darius are probably de facto captains in terms of chatting with guys and whether they talk them off the ledge because they had a bad practice or they pump them up because they had a bad practice. That's something Bradford did really well when he was a player here, and I'm sure he'll fill that role mightily for us as an assistant coach. That's Robbie Robinson. Follow him on social media, Robbie VCU. Thanks so much, man. Looking forward to the season. All right, Adam. Can't wait to be back on with you again. We'll see everybody Saturday here at the Black and Gold game. Doors open 3 o'clock. Awesome. Sounds like a ton of fun. I will be there. Mark it on your calendars. Your first chance to see the VCU basketball men and women's program for 2023-2024. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. I'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. I'm, you're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM. Appreciate all the listeners sticking with us today throughout the uh, fire alarm that we had where we were off air for about 10 minutes there, but we're back and better than ever. And, and rolling through this final segment here by catching you up on anything you might have missed around the world in Hollywood and entertainment, the writer's strike, the actor's strike, all that good stuff and more here on Netflix. Netflix. The best of streaming services, TV, movies, books, podcasts, and more. We've got you covered on Netflix. All right, Stubb, I wanted to get your take on this big story here from Variety. All right, the numbers are in for Whip, Whip Media's 2023 streaming satisfaction report. All right, for the third straight year, all right, this one company has taken the top spot when it comes to customer happiness with their product. Interestingly uh, enough, only three services are right, increased in customer satisfaction in comparison to last year's numbers. So, of course, we're talking about all the streaming services, Netflix, Prime, Apple TV+, Disney+, Hulu, and Max. What do you think got the highest satisfaction store uh, score at 88%? I'm... I'm kind of guessing Netflix. Netflix. No. Down at the bottom. Really? Down at the bottom, just above Peacock and Prime Video. All right, so last place, 74% satisfaction, Peacock and Prime Video. 77% Netflix, 79% Paramount Plus, 81% Apple TV Plus, Disney Plus at 85, Hulu at 87, Top Dog, HBO Max, even though customers were not satisfied with the name Max. They have stayed loyal to HBO and their streaming services. So, brings me to this question here. 833-804-0910. Love to have some listeners chime in. 833-804-0910. What streaming service do you use most? 833-804-0910. For me, Stub, I go through this order of operations every single time. I start with Netflix. Mm. Netflix. I always say, hey, let me see what's new on Netflix. And I always look under the category Critically acclaimed films. Usually that's got some good stuff yeah, there. Yeah, they got... Netflix has a decent... Yeah. Then I mosey on over to HBO Max. I see if there's any new movies I haven't seen or any blockbusters that are out there. Then 
I try Hulu. Lastly, Paramount Plus to see if there's any. Uh, they also have sometimes new movies out there. Mm. Rarely do I go to Apple TV Plus since there's no more Ted Lasso. I never go to Peacock unless I'm on there watching soccer. Prime Video, maybe if I'm really desperate. Disney Plus, I'll say, I go on there all the time, but I go on there not to browse. I already know what I'm watching. Like Disney Plus, oh, I want to watch Star Wars or Ahsoka Tana or, or The Mandalorian. Oh, I want to watch Marvel or, or catch up on this. I never just search Disney Plus. I have in the past. It's a waste of time. Yeah, well, everything on Disney Plus is, is already there. They're not yeah. getting new things. It's just Disney. Right. I pick a movie, and then I find where it's streaming. That's a good call. I, like, I you Google, hey, where do I yeah, watch this? I want to watch a movie. Right. I have a big watch list. I'll yeah. just go through it. I look at what's streaming, and that's what I watch. So you don't ever just browse these streaming services? I browse Tubi. <laughs> that's my number one. You were all in I on checked, Tubi. I love Tubi. I, I Yeah, I watched A League of Their Own yesterday uh-huh. on Tubi. The, pretty good movie. Yeah, pretty good movie. Yeah, yeah, not bad. All right, so I, that you know what? That's a good point though. That and I do that also. Where if I know I want to watch something, I'm going to find out where it's on, and then that's what I'll. That's yeah. where I'll watch I'm not, it. I'm obviously. not a browser. Yeah, no. I, I mean, believe me, I find myself wasting time, hours and hours browsing yeah. over the same, the same movies. You know. Yeah, and, and, don't and that's how they that. get me. That's how, that's how <laughs> they get me. But I am kind of shocked to see HBO Max in first place, 88% satisfaction. I'm shocked too. It's my favorite. It has the best movie selection for me. Mm-hmm. But I, I thought people weren't big fans with the with the changes they made. Yeah, I, I think part of it has to do with the fact that, hey, they did just have a hit in The Last of Us, right? A lot of people go back and watch Game of Thrones or House of Dragon. And, and look, like you said, HBO's my favorite too because you can always go back and watch The Wire or The Sopranos. And so yeah. you're always going to be satisfied if you go to Max and you know what you have to watch because you're watching a rerun, basically. And I saw a breakdown and, and they have by far the most movies pre-2000s. Oh, really? Yeah, and that's... Like, that's what I'm interested in. Yeah, yeah, I mean, most of the new stuff sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's not very good. It, it, really. I, a lot of new movies that I, I go out and I pay for, I'm, what a waste of money. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm all in on the 70s. Yeah. Best decade for movies. <laughs> really? For oh, me, yeah. I think it was the 90s. Did you see... So, Heat was one of my favorite action movies. Have you seen Heat? Not seen Heat. You gotta see Heat, man. I, uh, you keep giving me more from my list. Well, I already have I'm so sorry, much. but I'm only giving you hits here. I, you know, I'm like, I'm not like uh, asking you to watch George of the Jungle. I'm asking you to watch Heat. It's one of the greatest uh, thrillers of all time. Do you it, at least know like the premise of Heat? I don't. Because the thing with Heat is they've basically made a ton of movies based off the plot. It's basically uh, bank robbers, and they they get mm-hmm. caught, and Robert De Niro's in it, Al Pacino, great cast. Anyway, they're making a Heat two. They're going to make a Heat 2, and I believe I saw Adam Driver is going to take over Robert De Niro's character. So frustrating. Make original content, please. I love Adam. Love Adam Driver, but just make make a new action movie with Adam Driver. How much... When I hear stories about that, like they're going to remake an iconic movie and make a second one, a sequel for it, at that point I say, why didn't we just let AI win? Because are you kidding me? If as, as humans, if that's the only original stuff that we can come up with, you know what? Might as well let the robots make yeah, our films. And they're, they're running out of good stuff to pull from. Yes. Like, how much weight does Heat hold? It's, like, really? It was a great movie on its own. It should never have a follow-up movie. No. 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 It, yeah, like The Exorcist, one of the most defining, important <laughs> movies of all time, and now they're making a reboot trilogy. Right. And everyone hates it. Everyone hates it. Everyone hates it. But there is something weird about 
Americans love horror stories. And that's me. And I don't get it because I, like, every once in a while, I like a good thrill. I like a good fright. And, and obviously in October, you know, I'm a big fan of spooky season. But for me, normally, when I watch a movie, I want to be entertained by action or comedy. Rarely do I want to get scared. I, I don't know what it is about some people. I don't get scared by these things anymore. I don't go. I. It is funny. A lot of them are funny to me. Oh, so it's, but do you like the adrenaline? Rush? I don't get adrenaline. Really? It's not that. I just I love. Are the you atmosphere. into the special effects? Special oh, effects, atmosphere. makeup, atmosphere. I and will just say the camp. I like. No, I get that. I like a good horror movie that has a good score. You know what oh, I mean? So, yeah. Da, 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 like all like Jaws yeah. or something like that. Yeah. You know Exorcist, what I mean? like, Halloween, mm-hmm. Shining. Paranormal Activity was really good. I keep talking about that movie because it scared the pants <laughs> off of me. And I haven't seen another movie so that I, scary. I got to watch it and see if, <laughs> if it Have even... you ever seen Cabin in the Woods? Yes, I love that I movie. I love that. Love doesn't that really movie. scare me, but it no, got me to jump out of my seat it. once, you know? Yeah. And they do it's, a really good job of kind of mixing all the other horrors. Yeah, it's, it's a comedy, I think, more than a horror. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's some. I don't like slasher films. Like oh, I, I love them. Yeah, I don't. You know, give me some scream. Unless it's Pamela Anderson running around with her top off. No, thank you. You know, I don't know. You have a fascination with seeing people die on screen, don't you? Well, it, it, when it's done well, when, it's it's, when it's, it's bloody. people. It's people at the best of their craft. Tom Savini and in, in Halloween one and four. It's uh, not Halloween. Uh, Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah. It's just good. It's good work being done. All right. Hey, let's close the show. Give me an update on this actor strike. Okay, so the actor strike, they went to the table. They were talking to the people. They're taking a day off today. Oh, they're meeting okay. back with their separate groups, getting some work done. And so we back. don't officially have any we good news. We don't have good news. It honestly, that feels like bad news because that didn't happen for the writers. Yeah. Well, I will say this: the Tonight Show is back, and all the late yeah. night shows. Haven't watched. Not no. interested. Have you? Didn't before. Not right. going to now. I mean, they had three months to prepare material. Nothing's gone viral, you know? No, I, yeah. I mean, Jimmy Kimmel is doing hits on the Manning cast on ESPN because he's got nothing he's bringing yeah, to the Yeah, I mean, they can't bring actors on, yeah. and that's kind of the peop- what people want to see. Yeah. It, I, I don't care about the Jimmys. Yeah. The only one I liked is Conan. Conan's on podcast now. Yeah, so. I know. I did used to like, like yeah, Conan. Yeah, he's the, he's the And you know who was great was his, uh, his comedy partner. Who was that guy? Uh, Andy Richter? Yeah. Yeah. That dude, he always brought something to the table. Yeah, he, it's it's a good show. He's yeah. a good host. Yeah, Conan was good. I'm Adam Epstein. You've been listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. It's Grant and Danny live from Washington, D.C. coming up next.